It's time for JT the Brick. What's up, JT? Woo! Hey, JT, how you doing, man? Always great to be with the Brick. But I'm a sports talk host. I talk about multiple topics. Wow, I can go in ten different directions today. Use the phone like a weapon. Wake up this town. You, the Raider Nation, have an opinion. You got that? I think you all get that. JT the Brick. Talk to JT. I'm on a roll. The out-of-control fans, the passionate fans, do me a favor and surprise me today. We love Las Vegas. When I retire and walk away, you better throw a party. You won't hear from me again. I promise you, unless you catch me on the golf course, get the blank out of here. Put some respect on JT the Brick's name. I'm going to be Mr. Positive. Are you kidding me? Enjoy everything we do, and please always feel welcome to call in and to be a part of the show. Big Boy Radio. Did I miss anything? Are you with me on that? And now. No, no, no. Here's JT the Brick. Thanks for coming back. We are brought to you by Modelo, the fighting spirit of Modelo. They fuel the hour number two monologue. Have a bucket of Modelo's with me. Drive responsibly. Got a lot of events coming up with Modelo at the start of Raiders season here. Thanks to Modelo, proud partner of the show. So I was out of camp today. A lot of people were there. Uh, many members of the media, people were there. Fans were there. If you get a chance and you were able to RSVP as a season ticket holder, or whatever access you have to the team, we're able to go. A lot of fans out there today were cheering on Max and Devontae. Uh, we're going to play coming up here Jimmy Garoppolo's uh, press conference in a little bit here. We'll stick around for that. Marcus Peters was announced as the newest member of the Raiders. He'll wear the famed 24. He had that on today, which Willie Brown and Charles Woodson wore. I thought that was a big signing. We all knew it was coming. We had a pretty good understanding. He was from Oakland. He wore an A's hat when he came in the building which is great, his love of Oakland there. He is the type of player that if he stays healthy and plays well, he'll pick off a few balls and he'll give the defense this edge that they need. Ian Rappaport broke the story. Yeah, Marcus Peters not flying out of Las Vegas. He is expected to sign a one-year deal with the Raiders. Source says they have reached agreement. That came really just a couple minutes ago. And Marcus Peters worked out with the Las Vegas Raiders earlier today. The second time this offseason, actually, that he has been in the building. One visit, one workout today alongside veteran defensive back Troy Hill. In the end, this is who the Raiders signed a potential big piece of their secondary. We also, over the course of the last uh, day or so, have had some positive news regarding Jimmy Garoppolo. Remember, there was all this discussion, a lot of discussion this past offseason about Garoppolo, his foot, his health. He had a surgery aimed at making sure long-term he has no further issues with the foot that he suffered a significant injury on with the 49ers last year. He has passed his physical, is not on the pup list, and also gets more than $20 million in guaranteed money that was originally due to him when he first signed that big contract in free agent. So what I like what he said there about could be a good addition to the secondary. No doubt it could be a big addition to the secondary. It has to be. That's why he was brought in. He was brought in to be an impact player. And what I like about Peters is he's a trash talker. He's a guy that's going to have the team ready when they come out of the huddle, when they come out of the tunnel. He's going to have that energy level that I didn't see the Raiders have all the time last year other than Max Crosby. Of course these are professional football players, and they're supposed to be ready to go. We get that. But some guys are more motivated than others. Marcus Peters is one of those guys that will have the Raiders emotionally ready to play. He's a former chief, and that's important because this rivalry has been one-sided. Kansas City has been heavy on the side. A success, that's got to stop. So today was the first day of camp. Uh, your level of optimism, 702-365-9200. 
Just the optimism for camp. I don't want season predictions. USA Today put out 3-14. and 14. A lot of Raider fans are pissed off about that, rightfully so. A lot of other insiders don't have the Raiders making the playoffs. And I can understand that because Kansas City's in that division. The Chargers, who don't make the playoffs often, they're supposed to have a better roster. And Denver, everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid. That instantly Russell Wilson and Sean Payton are going to take them to the playoffs. Raiders have won six out of their last seven against Denver. Maybe that's what aggravates me more than anything is the Denver thing. Say what you will about the Chargers. The Raiders typically split with them. If you think the Chargers are better because of Justin Herbert, okay. I can see that. But stop with all this Denver crap. The Denver's this. Denver's a playoff team. Until they turn it around again. They were god-awful last year. The Raiders smoked them and swept them again. You can't just leapfrog the Raiders if you're the Denver Broncos unless you can prove it. And the coach is good. The coach is good over there. And the quarterback, I expect to be better. Hardcore Raider starting us off this hour. Thanks for checking in. Hey, JT. I just want to say uh, I feel like for the running back, um, you know, greats for the Raiders, I think you hit the nail on the head. I know there's a lot of people going to push back on the Josh Jacobs, but if you look at his first four years of production in the NFL and total uh, games played versus some of the other Raider greats, uh, he's up there with the best of the best. The only one that's really got better production is Marcus Allen. I mean, he's third third all-time, uh, you know, for rushing touchdowns, let alone if you compare him with Marcus Allen. You know, Marcus Allen had 44 total touchdowns his first four years, and Jacobs is right at 40. So, you know, one more year, and he's going to be number two, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if he suits up. So, you know, I know there's a lot of people that don't see it that way, but the stats don't lie. And what Jacobs brings to this team in my opinion, he's got the chance to be one of the greatest to ever play this game at the running back position, which has led to some of my doubts or frustration, and I'll try to be more positive moving forward, but I just want to see this dude dress up for us because I think he's really special, and I would love to see him be a Raider for multiple years. So, you know, hopefully this coaching staff does whatever it takes. I know we can't get him a contract, but maybe smooth him over, maybe give him a little kickback or something, but... If he suits up, man, I think we can win some games. And I want to win a championship with that dude because he's a fighter, and I think he's the kind of guy we need on our team. All right, thanks for the call. appreciate that. I, w- I would not disagree uh, with that type of player. I think there's going to be one more player brought in, I would hope. And if they're not able to do that and they can't figure out a way to do it, all right, then go with this roster. There's a lot more competition at the cornerback position because Marcus Peters is signed. Because when I looked at the depth chart today and saw some of the names out there, I'm like, all right, you know, these are okay players. They're not former pro bowlers. They're not elite considered around the league. But Dave Ziegler kept them or brought them in. And I want to see who's going to be that second corner that starts opposite of Marcus Peters. That's a camp conversation that I'm going to have a lot. Because there's no one – I don't care who backs up Max or who's backing up. I know Chandler Jones is going to help out with Tyree, and Tyree's going to not play every play, and Chandler will be in there. Defensive tackle is always an important position. But I'd like to see one more linebacker come into this team. One more linebacker that's unexpected. Because what happens this time of year is you're seeing a lot of contract extensions come through, and you're seeing players now redoing their contracts or holding out lightly. Players are going to get released coming up here. Will the Raiders quickly be able to pivot and bring in a player who's released by another team, cut. And you go, remember, we go from 90 to 53. So when we have to wait for that to happen and add a defensive player that is a good, recognizable player that can play in this system for Patrick Graham and have an impact week one. Or maybe they get him right before week one and he doesn't play until week two in Buffalo, and then there's another added player on this roster. I hope that happens. If it doesn't, I'll go with the roster they give me. A little while ago, Jimmy Garoppolo 
spoke to the media at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. He's back. He's cleared to go. Here's Jimmy J. Jimmy, it's uh, been a little while since you uh, took the field with a new team. Um, any nerves at all or uh, excitement uh, getting this thing started with, uh, with the Raiders? Yeah, yeah, always. Uh, I, I like that feeling, though. It means it means something to you. Uh, I don't know. You care about what you're doing. and <clears throat> It was really cool just getting out there with the guys, uh, trying to get into that rhythm and a lot of new stuff for me. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it today. It was fun. I don't know if you noticed it, but there were some nervous fans uh, during the offseason with everything that was kind of going on with the foot and everything, um, understandably so. But was there any concern on your part that it wasn't all going to work out? No, never. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big <laughs> media guy talking uh, in the offseason stuff, but yeah, never really a worry. Uh, we had a good plan here. The strength staff, uh, training staff really tipped my hat to those guys. They did a great job just getting me back and getting me where I need to be. And, you know, I'm not fully there yet, but working in the right direction. I mean, yesterday, uh, Coach McDaniels mentioned that, you know, when you kind of came in in OTAs, you guys had a little collaborative process going over, you know, what you did under Kyle Shanahan and then working your way back into his system. You know, what was it like kind of having a coach work with you and kind of fine-tuning what you like to do and also incorporating what he likes to do? Uh, it, was, it was awesome, man. Uh, so I always saw Josh and Tom do that back in New England. <clears throat> thought it was really cool. Thought it was just That's just smart football when the – play caller and the quarterback are working together like that. And, uh, yeah, it was a really cool experience. Uh, I felt good to get back into that. Just uh, putting your two senses in, uh, two cents in as a quarterback uh, and certain plays that you liked in a certain offense. And it's new to Josh, new to me, and we're just trying to make it all work. But, yeah, it's, it's been really cool. Uh, I enjoyed the process with him. Jimmy, despite not being on the field, you know, how much time have you been able to have to get adjusted to your teammates and kind of uh, what's been the vibe that you've been able to get chemistry been able to build? Uh, it's coming. I mean, it's definitely coming. We've gotten some good reps over the summer. Uh, training camp, I think, will only get better and better as we go. But um, it's, I mean, it's running routes on air is one thing, but once you get out there with a the defense against you and you really can see what guys can do and can't do, uh, and they can see the same with me, I think that's when you really start to build your chemistry. Uh, that's what we're trying to do, man. We, I thought we had a pretty good day today. Some a couple here and there that we could have hit a little better, but uh, overall, I thought it was pretty good. Where were uh, the biggest areas Josh helped you early in your career, and now you've been back a few months since we've talked to you. Where uh, where, where have you guys kind of picked up on that from where you left off? Uh, well, jo Josh taught me he taught me the pro pro game pretty much when I was a rookie and just first couple of years in the league. Uh, so he really acclimated me to this league, and uh, yeah, everything I kind of knew came from Josh and uh, the Patriot days and. We're kind of just trying to get back to that, man, trying to build that chemistry. Uh, he's, you know, calling plays out there for me, trying to get in my, my ear uh, so that we could see the same picture and things like that. And it's, I thought we had a good first day, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're going in the right direction. Uh, in San Francisco, you worked with Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, a few great receivers. Now you're working with Devontae Adams. Can you talk about that experience today? What was that like for your first time throwing to DA? Yeah, uh, it, it was cool, man. Came out in the same draft class. I always watched Devontae. I always, you know, thought he was one of the best in the league, if not the best. And, uh, I mean, it's just, it's as a quarterback, it gives you a sense of relief almost to have a guy like that. We were throwing some uh, routes on air today, and we were just talking and just hearing him talk and how he sees the picture and how I see it. It's pretty cool. I mean, he sees it very similar to a quarterback, which as a quarterback makes you feel great, man. So it's, it's nice. How long does it take to build the chemistry with the new offensive line, and in particular the center that's snapping it to you? Uh, it's, it's a process. I mean, it's like anything in this, in this league, especially, uh, this, I mean, the center and me, we just gotta be on the same page, especially with the mic points, protections, things like that. It's a little different in this offense than most, but, uh, you know, Andre and me, I thought we had a pretty good day today, just getting the cadence and 
them feeling my rhythm with the cadence, I think it'll just it'll take time. But uh, yeah, we gotta get it sooner rather than later. With uh, Devontae, are there things already you can see that make him stand out to be one of the best guys in the league? Or what have you been your first impressions in the last month or so? Yeah, uh, I mean, on, on one of the routes I threw him, <laughs> I asked him if he was going full speed, and I was like, "Was that your foot?" Because he's just so smooth, man. It looks effortless, and I thought I overthrew him on one of the deep balls. He ended up getting to it. <clears throat> so it was just things like that that it's a it's a luxury as a quarterback to have a guy like that. <clears throat> I just gotta get used to it. So it's uh it was really cool, and I'm gl- glad to have him, man. We got a chance to see you out and about a little bit in Las Vegas uh, during the Golden Knights uh, run. Uh, how how is that process going? Getting acclimated to to a new city and a new living environment. It's been good. It's been good. Finally got a house, uh, so that <laughs> step in the right direction. Uh, Vegas has been really cool, man. Honestly, I've loved it. The people here are very uh, inviting. I want to say just. They like talking, even if you don't know them. It's 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 a cool interaction. I haven't had that in a long time. So being from the Midwest, it was pretty refreshing. When you said Devonte thinks like a quarterback, what? Uh, I know it's only been one day, but how, how did that come across out there? Uh, well, we were just doing some routes on air over on the side field, and he, uh, I mean, he just started talking like most receivers just tell you the route they want and they run the route. He was kind of talking, talking the talk, and I was like, okay, like this guy's seeing what I'm seeing. He, you know, throw it early rather than later, just little things like that. And it's uh, it's pretty cool, man. So we, we got a long way to go, me and him, but we're off to a good start. Jimmy, last year the 49ers, you know, threw a lot of passes kind of in the, the shallower area of the field, and the National Raiders were pretty up there in terms of deep shots. Do you kind of envision with Devontae and, like, Trey Tucker and a lot of the other speed that you guys have kind of, you know, being more willing to kind of push it deep this year? Uh, yeah, I mean, we do whatever we need to do. I think it's kind of a week-to-week thing. Uh, some weeks call for shorter ones, some weeks call for longer ones, and you just got to be able to adjust. And I think that's what that's what's so difficult about this league is can you adjust week-to-week like that? And, uh, yeah, it's just part of the job. August 10th, you're going to have those joint practices with the Niners. How big are those going to be for you? I'm excited, man. Uh, it'll be cool to see some familiar faces, players, coaches. It'll be cool. Uh, but, yeah, looking forward to that. But we got we got a long way to go till then. Do you feel like the first day of school out there today, Jimmy, for you, I mean, you hadn't practiced really since the end of last season. Yeah, honestly, I mean, kind of. Last night, uh, going to sleep, just a little bit of excitement. Uh, it's that little kid feeling. I don't know. It's, it's nice to feel every once in a while. And, uh, yeah, it was cool to get back out there with the guys. Felt felt right. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, great. Thanks, All right. Jimmy. Thanks, guys. All right. There it is. Jimmy Garoppolo, six minutes. I thought he was great, right? He, sound, he should sound great day one. Uh, first time with the new team. Uh, a lot of questions asked about Devontae and the chemistry that they'll be able to work through. And he's a guy who's going to be very private. He's not a guy that's going to just run on at the podium and give you a lot and stay extra and do that. He just wants to do his job and be a great teammate. And the fans, I got a bunch of tweets and people texting, and I saw two of my good buddies who were out there that I didn't know were going to be there today. And they loved seeing Jimmy Garoppolo there, uh, talking to the fans, pointing to the fans and coming out for day one. Would this show have sounded different today without Jimmy Garoppolo? Hell yeah, it would have. If I was out there today with everybody else, and it was Brian Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell, and there was no Jimmy at all, and it was Max having fun and all that, it wouldn't be the same. Well, we're always honest with you. We might exaggerate, but we're honest. Having Jimmy Garoppolo out there today was a very important step to the goals of what this organization wants to do going forward. So keep them upright, keep them healthy. Uh, The dual workouts with San Francisco will be interesting going into that game. That San Francisco game will also be alumni weekend, so there'll be just a slew 
of Raider legends in town for that 49er game. We only have one preseason game at home, which I don't love. I'd like to see more than that, but this place is booked for like Ed Sheeran concerts and soccer. Build it and they will come. Build it and they will come and the place is packed. And if you haven't been on a tour, if you've been on a tour, you see it. There's always something going on there every day. But we got one preseason game against the Niners, and then we don't come back to play a real game until week three, the last game, Sunday night football. It's going to be a long break from the Raiders as they open up the season on the road at Denver and at Buffalo. Both the home openers for those teams. Never like playing home openers for those other teams on the road. Never good. But uh, the Raiders know the sense of urgency. And I think the sense of urgency for that Denver matchup, which the Raiders have been on top of the last couple of years, i got to look at it differently with Sean Payton. That isn't Vic Fangio over there and Nathaniel Hackett. It's Sean Payton, and he's going to have some new wrinkles coming up for the silver and black. So we want to get you here on the radio. Start calling in now on your optimism. And as I said, we only have a window to do this once or twice to bring up your opinion now of Jimmy Garoppolo. We didn't, bring, we didn't talk about Jimmy as he was kind of recovering from his procedure. Now you saw him out there at 100% and you heard him talk. What would you like to say to Jimmy Garoppolo today? If Jimmy Garoppolo was with me, what would you like to say to him as a Raider fan? Because some Raider fans have been really tough on Jimmy Garoppolo. And it's bogus. And it's wrong. And there's been a lot of Raider fans who just heard that guy in that interview and saw him out there today and have no right to be upset with Jimmy Garoppolo. He came here to help this team win. Let's hear some fans who understand that perspective. 702-365-9200. It's a summer of fun. Uh, You'll be qualified to win four tickets to an Aviators game. You know the program and have a shot at winning the weekly grand prize this week, a four-day trip to Orlando's Disney World. Orlando's Universal Studios plus a tour of the Kennedy Space Center. Man, I haven't done that since I was like six years old. Or you can take 3,000 cash. Take the trip or take the cash. Ninth caller right now to qualify for the Aviators tickets and get into this and have a chance. 702-365-9200. This is brought to you by Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Man, what a proud partner of our show. Are you a Kaniac? What type of box do you like? Are you a chicken finger fanatic like my sons are? The best sauce in all of chicken fingers. No debate. The lemonade is tremendous. The iced tea. I'm a coleslaw freak. I love everything about Raisin Cane's because they're proud partners of our show. When you get a chance to have the quality chicken fingers that people try to duplicate and never can, this is why we're proud partners. Heading into Raiders camp, it's day one. Brought to you by Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The only chicken fingers in my house. Let's get going here on the other side. You'll hear from Max Crosby. We'll play some of the Mad Max, if not all of it. I love to hear Max. Again, I hear a lot of me. I wear headsets. I hear me coming right back to me. I'd rather hear Max. We'll hear what Mad Max had to say as he's ready. And he was flying around. And Q's got a big show lined up. Q actually goes there and asks questions and builds a rapport with the players and the coaches sitting out there at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Well, there's a different, like, Kyle's offense versus Josh's offense, just different mindset behind it. So I think revamping the, the mind like that is the first step, and then just relearning the, the language. It's basically like going Spanish to French, something like that, and uh, 
it won't take long, but I think, you know, Josh's offense obviously has evolved over the years and just got to pick it up as quickly as possible, but, you know, it'll be fun. Jimmy Garoppolo seems to want to get into this offense again, and he had Kyle Shanahan's offense that was really good, and Josh is the first time around under Tom Brady. Guy knows how to read a defense and play quarterback and look at it. Sinead O'Connor passed away, no matter what you think of her. Thought her voice was tremendous. Uh, that was some trending news from earlier today. Sinead O'Connor passes away at the age of 56. Since you've been gone, I can do whatever I want. So Bobby and I talk music all the time on this show. We both have a passion. For music as we continue on. We'll get to Max Crosby coming up in a minute. Uh, first, this is Ian Rappaport on Justin Herbert's contract extension. This has a lot to do with the Raiders as he plays in the division, and he gets paid. Massive, massive deal for Justin Herbert, the franchise quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers, and really one of the best players in the NFL, regardless of position, gets richly compensated as he deserves. Sources tell Mike Garofalo and myself he gets a five-year $262.5 million contract extension, new highest paid quarterback in the NFL. This big time deal done by Justin Schulman and Dave Dunn of Athletes First puts him at $52.5 million average per year. That eclipses Jalen Hurts, it eclipses Lamar Jackson. And for the Los Angeles Chargers, what it really does is lock in their star for years to come. The guarantees are massive, no doubt protecting Herbert also gives them an opportunity to now focus on building the rest of their team, which is a roster that is absolutely stacked. Plenty of time for that. But today's story, Justin Herbert gets what he so richly deserved, this massive, massive contract. All right, so there's a couple of things there. He talks about the roster that is stacked. I think they have some good players. Is it stacked? Do they have as many stars as the Raiders and elite players like the Raiders have with Devontae, Max, Josh Jacobs, when you look at the players? Probably. Yeah, probably they do. They do. They have as many good players, but they're never healthy. Derwin James, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, the guys are always hurt. Austin Eckler doesn't seem to be too happy when it comes to what's going on with his contract. But I know you're not a fan of Justin Herbert. I think he's great. I don't think he's good. I think he is this good. In his first three seasons, 14,089 passing yards. That's the most ever. Beats Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, all of them. Now, the league is evolving into a much more aggressive passing league. 94 touchdown passes, second most all time. 102 total touchdowns. That's the most of all time through three seasons. As a number one. And 22 games with 300 passing yards, most ever. So after three years, statistically, statistically, not with rings, He's the greatest quarterback of all time, statistically. He plays in the division that we play in. He has to be stopped. So we have to deal with Mahomes and him. So when we talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, we know Jimmy Garoppolo probably won't be the quarterback here long, long term. But in order to get Caleb Williams, you have to have the number one pick overall. I think the Raiders are better, much better than that. But what the Chargers did was they benefited because the Dolphins took Tua. And Tua's an okay. I like Tua. I think he can play. But he's not at the level of Justin Herbert. So the mistake the Dolphins made, the Chargers benefited from that. Now, fortunately, I don't think the Chargers are a great run organization when it comes to ownership. 
but they have the quarterback. And this quarterback, the one thing they haven't talked about, he hasn't delivered this fan base. This is still a tiny, tiny, tiny fan base because all of San Diego jumped off. Now, if they would have brought a third of the San Diego fans to L.A., it'd be a different story. I'd say, yeah, there's a lot of Charger fans because the Charger fans were very good in San Diego. Raider fans will tell you that. There are a lot of Charger fans. If you're a Raider fan, Raider fans would take over Qualcomm Stadium, but there were Charger fans there. There are no Charger fans who moved up to L.A. I mean, less than a couple of thousand at most. And in L.A., they don't have a big fan base because of the Raiders. People think of the Rams. No, the Raiders and the Rams take away a lot of Charger fans. So the only way that the Chargers can build their brand globally is this guy. Is this guy. The only way. So if he ends up turning into Mahomes, which you can say he's off to a better start than Mahomes, other than the two Super Bowls, that's the only way the Chargers fan base is going to be relevant is Justin Herbert. They locked him up long, long, long term. I think he deserves it. I saw him throw the greatest pass I've ever seen in my life in front of my seats. I sit at the 23-yard line of the Raider game, and he was fading back at the 20, and he sat right in front of me and threw one a pass. It's the only pass I've ever seen in my life, including Elway and Montana, that two Raider players, remember the pass, were in the end zone, and they couldn't get their hands up. They were right on top of the receiver. They couldn't get their fingers up in time to stop this pass. And I said, oh, my God, I've never seen anything like that. He'll throw a pick, Max will sack him, and hopefully the Raiders beat him which I'm rooting for the Raiders to beat him. But there is no debate that Justin Herbert isn't on pace to be one of the greatest ever at the position. He's trending that way. Fortunately, as I said, he doesn't win a lot. But statistically, he's one hell of a player. Raiders have one hell of a player in Max Crosby, a portion of his press conference from earlier today. Kind of report came out that you were uh, with Josh, uh, kind of leading up to his, his deadline. Um, what's it kind of been like just as a teammate trying to, you know, support him in his efforts, but also obviously wanting to be here with you guys. Yeah, you know, uh, for me, you know, Josh is a Josh is a grown man. You know, he's got to make the best decision for him and his family. Um, no matter what, Josh is like a brother to me. We came in together. We've had a bunch of different coaches together. Uh, Josh is a grown man. He knows what's best for him. So I'm going to support him in any way I can. You know, I was at his house. You know, I didn't, <laughs> nobody asked me to go talk to him. I was at his house, hanging out with him, trying to get him, you know, selfishly, you know, to be be here. But, you know, he's got to do what makes sense for him and, and his family. And, you know, it goes both ways. So uh, I'm just going to be here to support him. And um, obviously, I want him here. Um, but yeah, they got to figure everything out. But, you know, that's, that's above my prayer grade. I know it's not a new thing, but there's been a lot of talk recently about the value of running backs. So what's was sort of your view about, you know, just not specifically about Josh, but just league-wide the, the value of running backs today? Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy. You know, they happen to be the only, you know, market that's gone down. That's, you know, the reality. Um, you know, it's crazy because those guys – take the most damage, you know, they're getting the ball, you know, 300, 400 times a year, especially a guy like Josh or Saquon, those dudes. So, yeah, man, I, shit, I want everyone to get paid, you know, at the end of the day, those dudes are, are ballers, you know, there's a ton of, ton of great players. So, you know, but that's not up to me, you know, the market is the market. Uh, you know, I feel like running backs should get paid just, you know, the, some of the best players in the league as well. So, yeah, but, you know, it's a different league. There's markets for every position and people value certain things a certain way. So, that, like I said, that's that's not <laughs> my determination. But, yeah, you know, obviously I think Josh is, you know, specifically I think Josh is one of the best players in the league. So, you know, that's just, you know, my opinion. What throughout the whole offseason has shown you 
this will be a better defense and also a better defense in terms of creating turnovers? Um, you know, I can't make any predictions. You know, I know that the guys are showing up. I know the guys are working. I know we're, we're detailed and doing things together. Um, that's all we can control right now, taking it one day at a time, being where our feet are. Um, I just try to lead by example in every single way. You know, that's, that's been my main focus, being a better leader. Um, you know, not only just by example, um, but, you know, vocally uh, at times when I feel like it's needed. Uh, so, yeah, I want to be the best version of myself every single day, and I'm trying to raise, you know, the standard is the standard. I want, want to bring everybody up with me. So um, that's, that's my goal every day, is just be, a, be a, um, you know, a light for everybody and just show them how it's done and, and bring those guys with me, not just, you know, do it myself. It's the whole D-line. We're running out to practice. Try to get everybody going, you know, and that's not just defense, it's offense as well. I don't care who it is. If it's O linemen I gotta talk to, receivers, whatever. Like I just wanna be the most complete version of myself to, you know, help this team win and that's that's my goal every day. Almost every training camp that we've seen, you know, there's something a little bit different about your physique, your body. Um, has it become kind of a healthy obsession for you during the off season? Uh, to refine the body and figure out different ways that can maximize what you do on the field on Sundays? Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, every single year, um, I try to find a 1%. Uh, that 1% I can, I can improve in, in every single category. So, yeah, like this off season, I started two weeks early. I started January 30th. I've already put in six months of training, um, PR'd in all, all the things I wanted to PR in. So, like, yeah, you know, there's always always room for improvement. There's always more to do. Um, so for me, you know, I just about how can I eat better? How can I sleep better? How can I recover better? How can I train better? Um, and that's, you know, what we've done all offseason. i got to give a ton of credit to Rick Slate, uh, working with me every single day, AJ, the whole staff, uh, Ricky, nutritionist, every, literally everybody in the building, you know, has helped me, you know, do it. Um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to be, like I said, I talk about all the time, I want to be the best. Uh, so that's what I, I literally push myself all year round to, to get to that goal, and I'm not – not stopping, so I get there. When you get when you when you get out there and you're flying around, do you feel like the work that you put in uh, in how you're able to, to move around out there? Hundred percent. You know, I take pride in it. You know, I know how I feel. You know, once you feel good, and then you find another level to tap into, then you keep finding another level. So for me, it's always pushing and, and being uncomfortable. You know, this off season, like I talked about it, like me and I went and sparred <laughs> Sean Strickland, and I went to Miami and ran ten miles with Hunter Campbell just crazy but like just putting myself in situations that I don't want to be in and just doing it and like I've just see you know once you break like past that like mentally you could always tell yourself like all right I'll be good after just this but it's like no I give myself no option there's nowhere to run when you're in a cage with another you know professional assassin and it is what it is but um once you do things like that and you just you live like that then you get into games and it just becomes like you're the one hunting people you know it's not like you don't feel you're not fearing anything you're not thinking about anything um you don't you don't think you just go so that's that's how i always try to try to be all year round if somebody put yourself like this when you're done with this heat how do you balance that or do you think that benefits you in a lot of ways um yeah it's not <laughs> the heat out here is different you know it's 115 120 degrees so um you got to push yourself on a daily basis. You can't just, you know, train in the conditioning and, the, you know, air conditioning and then go out and feel like you're going to be fine in the in the heat. So, yeah, you know, we've done we've done back and forth. I've trained inside. I've trained outside this offseason, um, just doing a bunch of different things to, you know, get ready, you know, for training camp. So, yeah, you know, uh, like I said, the strength staff did an incredible job, of, you know, acclimating not only myself but the guys that have been here uh, to get ready for it. What does Marcus Peters uh, bring to the mix? Um... 
he's an alpha. You know, I love Marcus. Uh, I've known him since my rookie year. We got the same agent. Um, so Marcus is my guy. You know, he's he's cousins. You know, Marshawn's his cousin. So, uh, yeah, Marcus is like family. So I've, I love Marcus. He brings that attitude that, you know, we need um, in the secondary. And I can't wait, you know, to, to see him get out there and, and, and keep competing because he's, he's a dog for sure. Next, you have an unquestioned work ethic. Um, some of the younger guys who may not have that, what what kind of things do you do to kind of bring those guys up and set this, uh, this, the example, I should say, and bring in the Raider away and what you bring to the table as being the undisputed? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I, I talk to George uh, Tarless, a rookie, all, you know, literally every day about it, but you don't just, it doesn't just happen overnight. You know, when I was a rookie, a second-year guy, like, I'd still, like, in my head, I'd always seen, like, the future and how I think I could be as a player and what I can do, but my actions and everything weren't fully aligned with that. So um, you could think about it, you could talk about it, you can do it sometimes, but if you're really trying to do it at the highest level, you got to do it every single day. It's got to be a way of life. You know, like I've, I've said before, there's no balance uh, when you're in it like this. At this level, you can't, you know, you can't be 50 50. Um, and that's just the reality. So yeah, that's what I try to tell the young guys. Like some people don't want to sacrifice certain, but if you don't want to sacrifice certain things, then you're not going to get what you want. You know, it's just, that's honestly, you know, it's just the truth. And, uh, you know, I've talked to Tim Grover. He says the same exact thing. You know, he's one of the greatest trainers, trained with Michael Jordan. And he talks about it all the time. There's no balance. Uh, you got to be relentless. Um, there's a difference. You know, you could be good, you can be great, and you can be unstoppable. So, like, for me, I want to be unstoppable um, in everything I do. So that's why I try to show the guys. How, how unique was it or different was it to look up there and see a new quarterback back there on the other side of the ball? Uh, you know, it's a little different, you know, <laughs> uh, Jimmy's cool as hell. You know, I've been seeing, I've been here all off season with him. Uh, he's been training, working his ass off to get back. Um, so I'm fired up that he's out there with us literally before practice started. He's already talking. So, uh, I love it. So <laughs> that's the kind of guy I want to compete against, you know, so I'm, uh, that's between us, but he's a, he's a, he's a competitive dude. I love him. You know, he's, he's a dog. Um, and I'm not just saying that cause my quarterback, you know, I, there's certain guys that are dogs and, uh, he's definitely one of them, so uh, I love it. You know, I'm definitely looking forward to competing and getting after his ass. <laughs> Speaking of getting go back and forth with quarterbacks, um, I don't know if you saw QB on, on Netflix, but yeah, uh, Patrick had some uh, some memorable uh, exchanges. Uh, were, were your friends hitting you up on that one and uh, yeah. <laughs> talking to you about it? And what were your memories of all that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I had so many people reaching out. Um, but I love it. You know, honestly, it's cool that the fans kind of get to see the other side of it. Um, you know, obviously, KC fans are like, Crosby, he's this and that. And I really don't care. You know, I love it. I'm going to keep going harder. So they're going to have to get used to it. But uh, it is what it is. You know, I, I honestly, you know, it's that's who I am. You know, now they, they get to see it and, uh, you know, a little bit up more up close. But I think it's incredible. You know, it's it's cool. You know, I I was telling uh, some of the people, I'm like, y'all should mic me up for a whole year. It'd be a straight, <laughs> crazy-ass documentary, but I'd, they need to because it'd be crazy. But, no, you know, in reality, it's it's awesome, you know, getting to see Mahomes. Like, the dude's a dog. You know, there's a reason why he wins. That's the, that's the type of guys I want around me, you know, and uh, that's why we compete. I know I'm, I'm one of the best. He's one of the best, and that's what, you know, that brings that competitive nature out of, you know, out of us. So, yeah, you know, people, people get to see that. It's pretty cool. It was extremely early. What's been the chemistry like in the defensive line room trying to get the young guys that are coming in up to the standard that you're trying to set? Yeah, the standard's already been set. We already made that very clear, what our goals are, what we're doing on a daily basis, the non-negotiables. So, yeah, you know, it started yesterday. 
um, conditioning test went great. Everybody did well. And then today, you know, we're doing, we're running after practice, not just half of us, it's all of us every single day. And uh, that's not changing. So uh, we got certain things that we set out that, you know, like I said, non-negotiables. And we got to do that every single day. It's up to me. It's up to the leaders to hold everybody to that standard. And uh, I think, you know, Robbie Leonard, Matt Edwards, all those guys are doing a great job of, you know, uh, leading that group as well. Um, they're doing awesome. And, you know, they're doing an awesome job of, you know, building this room up. You know, we got a ton of guys. We have like 18 dudes in the D-line room. So uh, it's been awesome. You know, a good mixture of everybody and everybody's just embracing it. So it's, it's a good start. All right. That's a portion of it. There's more left there. I'm happy we played one or two more there. First off, the comments about Mahomes from quarterbacks. Peyton Manning's Omaha Productions, there was a lot of max there. Late hit on Mahomes and them John back and forth. The respect he has for Mahomes is obvious. And then when he just said, did you catch that when he talked about running after practice? That's what we're going to do. He's the leader of the team. He's telling, you're going to do this. They're going to do this, and they're doing it now. And then his relationship with Jimmy Garoppolo. For me, the big takeaway is knowing Max and the fact that when Max came here as a fourth-round pick, no one knew him. I mean, we knew when he got drafted, everybody knew he was the fourth-round pick. I thought he was anonymous at the first training camp. Knew who he was, but no one was truly paying attention to him. He's a fourth-round pick. It's completely changed. He speaks brilliantly. He'll talk at length. He answers every question, and he goes into all these Questions with detailed answers on how he's such a professional. He hangs around with a lot of people now, and his sobriety is a big part of his life, getting sober. But he's working out with UFC guys, and he's training with runners, and he's talking about his conditioning in the heat and inside and everything he's doing. Michael Jordan's training skills and Muhammad Ali, everything that he's doing is with a purpose. That's what I love about the guy. The guy is trying to do things that the greats did before him and then evolve with his training and his fitness by using other sports. You know, you always see him right on the ring at the octagon for these UFC fights. You can tell that's a passion of his. So he wants to train like a UFC fighter. Amen. Probably does different things for his cardio and his agility and his balance and all that. Max is going to have a monster year. And I love the fact that he loved Derek Carr. He did. He was tight with Derek. And now he says Jimmy G is his guy, and he's going to come after him. He's going to come after him in practice. I think the leaders of this team are in a pretty good place. They are. I can't wait to hear from Marcus Peters. Uh, we heard from Devontae today. Uh, Epps spoke. I'm sure Q will have a little bit of that. We played a portion of Mad Max Crosby. And then hopefully I can hear from you before we get out of here. Number 702-365-9200. I'm off the rest of the week. After today, I'll be back early next week. i got a family event back east with my family. Looking forward to that. And then we come back here and we count down to the Niners game. And the Niners game is going to be very unique. Because you know Niner fans care about that game. Raiders do. They'll have a practice here in Vegas, which will be a hard practice. A really hard practice when teams agree to do that. And for Jimmy Garoppolo to get a chance to go up against Brock Purdy and what's that practice going to look like, that is going to be some unique football played between both those franchises. It used to be called the Battle of the Bay. Not anymore. It's Santa Clara versus Las Vegas. It used to be San Francisco, Hunter's Point versus Oakland. Now it's Las Vegas versus Santa Clara. The times are a-changing. The flagship of the Raiders brought to you by the DeCastaverde Law Group. If you get into an accident, 702-222-9999. They're the guys.
Yeah, I think, you know, physically to, to try to maintain the shape and conditioning uh, that you, you know, that you've earned the right to be in when OTAs in the spring ends. You know, you don't want to just sit on the couch and do nothing for, for a month and a half and, you know, lose that. You know, they've worked hard to, uh, to get into that point uh, of the year. And, and, you know, that's, that's, you know, we do everything to be in condition to be able to go out there and play when training camp comes. So um, that's the first thing. But also to get your, you know, do th- get your mind away from football, uh, enjoy your family and relax, take some stress off your, you know, your day-to-day routine, um, you know, and, and do things that, you know, you, you have the opportunity and the right to do, you know, at this time of the year, you know, and then when you're ready to go, uh, to come back, you know, hopefully you, they report and they're refreshed and excited and um, rejuvenated and recharged. I think our staff did that a couple of days ago, and you could see that, you know, and, and uh, you know, I think the players reported much the same. Josh McDaniels on the importance of knowing when you're not playing football and being prepared and conditioned. Mick Jagger's 80 today. Happy birthday, Mick. Mick's had a big impact on my life. Met my wife because of Mick Jagger. So I have the Stones as a big part of my house. There's a lot of Stones stuff, and we play a lot of Stones, and my wife and I will play some Stones a little bit later today and celebrate Mick. So when we look at what happened with this team today, the big takeaway for me, number one, Jimmy G looked great. Jimmy G is not hobbled. He's not on the sidelines. The quarterback of the Raiders is ready to go 100% full clear. Another thing that I saw today, and I just caught it, was Colton Miller looked like a monster. I've seen Colton every camp. Something looked different this time. He looked more fit. He looked, I think, leaner, and he looked bigger to me up top. Again, they weren't they wearing helmets today. They weren't wearing pads. Colton Miller looked tremendously big. Also, Marcus Peters, as I walked by him, uh, bigger than I thought. Bigger than I thought, shoulders, arm-wise, and I watched him play a lot. And then Devontae, as you heard Jimmy Garoppolo say on uh, one of the balls he caught, just just the speed, the speed and the flow of him deep downfield. And I'm happy Hunter Renfro's here because I can't make any predictions and Darren Waller's gone and Hunter is here and I hope Hunter remains here. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. He made a beautiful catch today to start off practice. And with Hunter Renfro and Jacoby Myers running routes together with Devontae and Michael Mayer, I think it opens up the field. There's a lot of space that we'll see with this offense if Michael Mayer demands a double team because he's playing at a very high level. Devontae's always going to be double teamed. That would leave one of these other receivers and the depth of these receivers open. And there's going to be a lot of guys in single coverage who should be doubled, and they're not going to be because you can't double everybody. And with Josh Jacobs, with Saquon Barkley reporting to camp, uh, Josh Jacobs is a Raider, and I think he's going to show up at some point, but I have no timeline. I don't think anybody has a timeline on when he's going to come back here. As long as he comes back before the final week, before the final preseason game, not to play in that game, but to simulate that game and be with his teammates, I think that would be great. The breaking news today is Aaron Rodgers has already reworked his contract with the Jets. So after months of speculation, they reworked the deal. Rodgers didn't divulge his detail, but he did confirm the agreement Wednesday after practice, saying it would become official later in the day. So this is important. Here's what Aaron Rodgers said, quote, the team gave up significant pieces for it just to be a one-year deal. I'm aware of that. Anything could happen with my body or the success we have this year. I'm having a blast. 
I really don't see this as a one-and-done thing. So to facilitate the trade, the Jets and Rodgers restructured his contract with the Packers in April, pushing, listen to this number, $58.3 million option bonus fully guaranteed into 2024, the final year of the deal. Basically, the four-time NFL MVP was on the books for three months at the minimum salary in 2023 of only $1.2 million against the cap. And that's a ridiculously low number, provided flexibility so the Jets could move around their cap a little bit here. So these guys do this all the time. They rework their money to make sure at the last second more money opens up to sign a player late, and Aaron Rodgers is able to do that. But I can promise you, that $58 million number, I'm looking at it again, $58.3 million, he will get every bleeping penny of it. And that's a big number, huge number, especially in New York where in New Jersey where you're taxed for it. Well, you got to pay that federal tax and that sales tax and that state tax, everything, man. Flying into New York tonight, looking forward to seeing if the city is the same way I remember it, even though I'll be in upstate New York for a couple of days, and uh, Harry Ruiz, the Latino voice of the Silver and Black. Hey, look at Paul Gutierrez. He's on uh, ESPN right now. First day of school feeling for Jimmy Garoppolo. Last night going to sleep, just a little bit of excitement, a little kid feeling. So ESPN just took Paul Gutierrez's tweet. I just took a picture from Paul, gave him the photo credit. He took a picture of Jimmy G today out at practice, and I stole that picture from him but gave him credit because I thought it was a great action shot of Jimmy G. And my tweet says, to the uninformed masses that didn't think Jimmy G would pass his physical. And it's a good picture of Jimmy today out of practice, uh, planting his right foot and making a big throw. Year 25 of Raiders camp for me today. Proud to be a part of this on this great flagship station. Thanks to all of our proud partners. If you miss any portion of the show, the podcast is up every day at lvsportsnetwork.com. I appreciate the people who listen live and listen on that Raiders mobile app. Uh, thanks to Benny Bonsignor who joined us, Bobby who put the show together. I'll see you next week. Harry Ruiz in for me. You can tweet at me, at JT the Brick. And when we come back next week, we have two more position groups, the Raiders' all-time receivers and then finally the Raiders' all-time quarterbacks. And we'll wrap up our summer of the Raiders' all-time team on Raider Nation Radio. Have a great rest of the day, everyone. Thanks for listening.